There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Broadway legend Cheetah Rivera hosts the New Year's Eve special United in Song tonight on PBS. She joined me to discuss her legendary career, from originating the role of Velma Kelly in Chicago to originating the role of Anita in West Side Story, including her thoughts on the 1961 film and the new remake by Steven Spielberg. It's an absolute honor to catch up with you. Thanks so much for joining us on WTOP. Well, thank you very much yourself. This special um, is, you know, you filmed it at Philadelphia's Independence Hall, of course, where the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, all of that were signed. Why is that the perfect place for, uh, you know, a special about resiliency in America? Well, it, uh, it, 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 it is the perfect place, um, as, as, you, as you said. Um, it is... Uh, where uh, the place where um, our constitution was uh, laid out and um, and equality was brought to the attention um, so uh, it, 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 um, it 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 is to me the perfect place it, it just is it just is and why was it important for you to participate here and host this this special? You know, it's called United in Song, celebrating the resilience of America. But I mean, we've been through a lot from COVID to, you know, all of the, you know, the Black Lives Matter marching, all the social injustice stuff, the politics. I mean, it's been a rough two years yeah. here. But why was it yeah. important for you to participate and heal here? Well, just to have a word, to have a say, to, to, to be involved um, and to be a part of it. Um, I, I, I felt it was vital for me to be there and uh, to be asked was an honor. So, um, you know, it was really quite something to be able to do it. Oh, well, we can't wait to, to see it. It's going to be great. Um, I, I mean, you're, you yourself are, you know, you're, you're known as a Broadway legend, but for us here in D.C., you're a hometown hero because you you were born in, in D.C., um, what, in 33. Right. Your mom was Scottish Italian, worked for the Pentagon. Your dad was Puerto Rican, I guess, was in the U.S. Navy band. But how, right. how did you yourself, you know, get into, you know, theater and the arts? Uh, well, I was um, well, I was a, a very energetic kid and uh, I had a very smart and very wise mother. My father died when I was very young. But um, she decided to channel this energy. And so she picked the, the ballet school. And um, that was the perfect place for me to be, to uh, challenge all, to channel all of this energy and put it in the right place. And then, uh, you know, good luck followed me after that. 
And, um, you know, so I, I, I was a part of a wonderful school, the Doris Jones uh, uh, Claire Haywood School, and then won a scholarship to New York City. And that, that, that put, put me on the path to wherever I am now. <laughs> so yeah, you mentioned the Jones Haywood School, and then what was the New York scholarship? Was that George Balanchine? Yeah, that was that was George auditioned for George Balanchine. So a another dancer, uh, Louis Johnson, who's passed away, um, was also chosen from that school, and uh, we were both uh, uh, entered into the uh, uh, American School of Ballet. So you were the two students, the rare few selected to actually get to go up to New York City and, and perform. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fabulous, pretty fabulous. Yeah, that's great. And of course, sparking a legendary career. I mean, you know, right after right after that, you know, you start doing some touring production, some Broadway stuff. But of course, 1957 is when it all really kicks into high gear. When you originated, I can't, I can't believe I'm saying this, originated the role of Anita in West Side Story, the musical. I mean, everyone knows that it was a smash on Broadway, but few people know, unless you live here in D.C., that it started at National Theater. The world premiere before Broadway was at National Theater in D.C. Um, That's right. Could you could you tell that there, you know, the you know, as you're doing those early rehearsals about to do the premiere, could you tell this was like the seed of something that was going to be massive? You know, I mean, you're working with you know, you know legends, yeah. and you were in the ground floor. We, yeah, but I we knew that we were uh, involved with something. Uh, that was um, shocking, uh, uh, but it was it, it was a job to us. We just thought of it as a job until we kept running and running and running. And then you know the newspapers and and uh, then we realized surrounding us were problems. And um, there was uh, uh, Jerome Robbins put on the bulletin board at rehearsals, uh, a, a gang member had been killed just down the block from our rehearsal. And he put on the board, this is your life. And suddenly it shocked us into reality. But it was a job uh, before that. It was, you know, work. Right. And, and the idea of these gangs, which can be, you know, it's a serious topic, like you just mentioned. But yeah. he had the he had the genius and creativity to to make them snapping at each other. I mean, it, absolutely. Well, it was the creative team that um, thought of it and um, and and put it and put it up, you know, and hired the right people. The Larry Kurtz, the Carol Lawrence's, the Mickey Callens, you know, um, uh, we were very, very, very lucky people uh, because it was originally um, Romeo and Juliet, you know. Absolutely. So, um, the, I mean, the, yeah. the greatest tragic love story star cross love. Yeah. The Montagues uh, and Capulets became the Sharks and the Jets. You're right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's. There's, there's no denying that it's a, an important, really an important piece of theater. And it was originated by the Jerome Robbins, the Stephen Sondheims, the Leonard Bernsteins, and the Arthur Lawrences. So um, uh, we're, we're glad we got in there first. 
It's, oh, we all are. I think that original Broadway soundtrack still the top. You can't beat it. But that real, real quick, because I do want to ask you about, you know, both movie versions and the new one just came out. But real quick, you mentioned Sondheim. What sort of interactions did you have with him? He's a genius. When you're first performing that song, America, it went on to become such a huge song. But you got to grapple with those lyrics and, and work with Sondheim right at the very beginning of all that. When you, you know, when you're reading lines like, you know, I don't know, life is all right in America if you're all white in America. I mean, you. You were way ahead of the the curve on a lot of this social change but you know just talk about kicking around those lyrics with with Sondheim like in the beginning well when we um uh, as I said before it was a job and Stephen Sondheim was not the Stephen Sondheim at the time right. he was as young as we all were and um uh and so we were working on this piece um we gradually um, understood, uh, and and a lot of people, not a lot, a, a few people, uh, misunderstood that song. Um, she was not saying, you ugly island. She was a joker. She was, you know, just joking around. And, um, and there were some people that were sensitive and um, thought that, you know, that she was serious in, in that. Um, in, in singing those lyrics, but she was not at all. Uh, it was a tongue and cheek number. It was brilliantly written, but you had to understand that. Yeah, thanks for clarifying. Yeah, the song worked. It, it's sort of a it's it's that call and response too. It's it's here's why I'm proud to be an immigrant living in America. And then there and then the you know the the fellas in the song the call and response is the yeah. But here's all the injustices still. So that's what's the genius of it of Sondheim. It's that push and pull throughout that whole song. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And and Leonard Bernstein. Of course. Can't forget him. I mean, uh, yeah. God, on the waterfront. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh -huh. Well, cool. Well, I mean, so that's the, you know, the, the big stage version and you, you bring it from here in DC uh, up to, to Broadway and, and it's, it, it just dominates. I, I might, it might've lost the Tony to music, man, but I mean, and either way, it did, I mean, it, did. Um, it, it actually did, but there, there's proof for you. I mean, music man was a, was a wonderful show, but it doesn't compare to a West side story. Oh, so, right. you know, uh, the important thing is that it was done. That's the important thing. Exactly. And the cultural legacy, as you mentioned, I mean, has outlived Absolutely. pretty much any show of its era. So um, what, so it, it's a huge hit. You know, your career is, you know, off and running now. When, when it came time for them to make the movie, um, you know, I think they replaced most of the cast members with quote unquote movie stars. I mean, I guess George Shakiris had played Riff with you on, on in the West End in London before they yeah, brought him over as did. Bernardo. But um, yeah. were you kind of sad you didn't get to do the movie? Rita Moreno wins the Oscar. But what what's it like just seeing Rita take over the role and, and knowing that you started it? Oh, it was a movie. It, you know, I originated it. I breathed the first breath of oxygen into life into that character. Uh, and um, that's life for you. I was doing a show called Bye Bye Birdie with Dick Van Dyke at the time. Yeah. And I couldn't have done it anyhow. <laughs> you were a little <laughs> bit busy. <laughs> I was a tiny bit busy. And, um, you know, there's a big difference between a movie and a, a, there's a, a there's a difference between 
doing it on stage and doing it in film. Um, I prefer the theater. You know, it's that's just the way I am. You know, well, absolutely. But could you at least speak to maybe, you know, how Rita won the Oscar groundbreaking win for Latinas, too? But just, um, you know, just thoughts on on her performance in the role and then also the new version, Ariana DeBus. It exists. It's <laughs> it's a reality. It's uh, um, it's just it's uh, the, uh, the story still is a problem today. Uh, and um the, the subject matter, I should say. And so it should still be seen. And um, uh, I guess more people go to the movies than they do to the theater. So um, um, I have not seen the, the new version at, uh, at all. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not about to um, pass any judgment on, on the film. Uh, I, 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 the subject matter is, is still vital and, um, and I'm glad it, it was done. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I, I assume you do plan on seeing it at some point. <laughs> oh, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, uh, I, but you know, I, I, I don't go to movies a lot. Sure. You know, uh, but, uh, but, uh, yes, I'm curious about this. Absolutely. We need to can 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 someone out there listening? Uh, we need to hook up Cheetah Rivera with a screener link here, so you can watch it at home or something. You know, because <laughs> <laughs> Anita might win supporting actress for the Oscars this year. She's that good in it, and I think you'd be proud because you started the whole thing. But let's get her a link. Come on, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, as you mentioned, um, you know, you were a little busy at the time because in 1961, when when the movie is you know winning ten Oscars and Best Picture and all that, you are on Broadway getting your first Tony nomination as Rose originating that role across Dick Van Dyke in Bye Bye Birdie. Um, memories of that real fast. I mean, you know, um, you know, put on a happy face and that, you know, we love you, Conrad, all, all that stuff. You were uh, once again on the ground floor of that, but memories of that show. Well, uh, they were uh, amazing memories. I, 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 if I had to choose between the film and the, and Bye Bye Birdie uh, today, I would, still choose Bye Bye Birdie um, because first of all, it's theater. Second of all, it's original. Third of all, it was Dick Van Dyke <laughs> and Kay Medford, Paul Lynn. It was an extraordinary cast. Uh, Charles Strauss, Lee Adams, and Michael Stewart. These are the creators. And, um, and, it, and it's gone on to be done in so many schools, so many kids. Um, it's a great piece of theater. So we laughed and we had the best life um, doing that show. What What was Dick Van Dyke's, you know, magic? I mean, we oh, all have seen, just, we've just, loved him over the years, but he's just well, the, he's, as charming as it gets. <laughs> well, he, he won the Kennedy Center uh, uh, honor last year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there isn't anybody that can replace him. There's one Dick Van Dyke. Um, and he's the same guy, if you meet him, <clears throat> he's the same guy that you see on television, on in films and on stage. He's the sweetest guy, um, the, 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 the most giving guy on stage. Um, he, he's, he's an amazing artist and, um, and I'm proud to call him a friend. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. There are, I mean, West Side Story and Bye Bye Birdie are just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many you've done and we, we'd be here all day if we talk about them. I'll try to pl- pluck a couple out here So on, on from stage. And and actually, I'd like to mention a, a film real quick. You worked with Bob Fosse in the 1969 film Sweet Charity across Shirley right. MacLaine. Right. What was it like, um, you know, watching Fosse, you know, mature as a director, going moving from stage to screen? You know, after that, he'd do cabaret and all that jazz and be this acclaimed film director, too. But, you know, what, what was it like once set with him in Sweet Charity? Well, it was an honor, really, to uh, and, and to, to know that he was a dancer. He was what you were at the right. time. And um, and and you're proud of him, and 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 you're seeing a technique that's totally his own, um, and um, and and you just want to you want to do it right. You want to do him proud, and it was extraordinary. And and on that film, and you know, I Shirley was an uh, was a, a classroom friend of mine. And and Gwen, uh, who originated the part of uh, charity, was assisting her husband. And, you know, what good um, environment, what better environment than that? You know, uh, these are great experiences. Uh, and um, it was just it was just a, and Paula Kelly. She was fabulous in that show, in that movie. And, you know, I don't, I'm not sure he got great reviews for that. But there you go again. Don't put your money on, on the reviewers. Just do it. Do, just do it and enjoy it and learn from it and, and go on to the next thing. That's all. Exactly. Well, the next thing, one of the next things you mentioned, Gwen, of course, Gwen, Gwen Verdon, um, uh, you co-starred with her and, you know, and back with Fosse and everything in 1975's The Original Chicago. Again, <laughs> it's hard. We said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. originating West Side Story, originating Chicago as the first Velma Kelly. Gwen is, of course, the first Roxy Hart. You get your second Tony nomination and oh my gosh we can't we can't leave out as Billy Flynn the great Jerry Orbach you know Lumiere no no we cannot just wow I mean that is a series of legends all in one production but memories of you know crafting Chicago (laughs) with Fosse well it was extraordinary to um to 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 be given that kind of um direction um and to see it form right in front of your face. Um, it, it uh, well, Gwen was uh, somebody that I um, really fell in love with uh, watching on television in all the films. And who would have ever thought that I would stand next to her on a stage 
at the same level um, and, and, and share the stage with her. Uh, who would ever have thought it? And uh, it happened. It happened. And, um, you know, what a great advantage it was for me, you know. And, and she says the same thing, you know. So it was, it was a phenomenal. And his style. There's nothing like his style. There's only one Bob Fosse. Oh, absolutely. And speaking of yeah. that, I mean, how, how much of a treat was it to get to come on stage? And I mean, you were the first to ever sing and all that jazz. <laughs> That's just a juicy number. Yeah, and, and Freddie and John, Fred, Fred Ebb and John Cantor. I mean, yeah. the, the, these are ex experiences that you never, ever want to get rid of. These are ones that you want to have. And um, um, I, I'm honored. I'm absolutely honored with the way my career went, you know. Oh, for sure. You, know? you won your first Tony with Cantor and Ebb in the rink in 84. Right. What was it like uh, finally getting that win? And I mean, you were co-starring with Liza Minnelli, too. That must have been fun. Oh, it was fun. It, it, it was a, a lot of fun. And, and you're learning all the time. You're picking up on... Um, the, the 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 great things that uh, other actors are throwing at you and um and you're learning so um and and freddie and john are you know john is still with us freddie has passed on but uh, they they uh, were the closest uh, of friends to me um and um you know you can't you, you can't um, you can't uh, think less of of uh, experiences like that. They are just extraordinary life experiences because show business is still a part of your life. You know, so it's uh, it, 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 to meet all these people and to learn from them is extraordinary. It's just fabulous. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Well, maybe time for one more role because, you know, you, you did win yeah. another Tony in the dual role, Aurora and Spider in Kiss of the Spider Woman in 93. I guess it was originally a, a play and then the movie, of course, it in the was. 80s. But um, talk about how, you know, it's a Tony winning role for you, but talk about how that show was sort of, I mean, it was way ahead of its time with LGBTQ stuff. I mean, that that's just yeah. an iconic, iconic show. Well, uh, uh, just about all of those shows had great storylines. And um, that's what I love most about the theater, the, the, the librettos. Um, and uh, if you've got something great to say, then you will last a, a, a much, much longer. Um, and uh, Spider-Woman was extraordinarily important. And, um, and I remember saying, oh, I can't wait to do this in in the south you know where they were pretty prejudiced down there but uh you know subject matters and um uh you know and and we did it and we were successful and we did it all over the country and um you know to to have freddie and john and hal prince you know um and and brent carver and these these guys and and this particular um, story, two men thrown into a into a, um, uh, a cage, 
into a prison and they're opposites and they find out that they we are not uh, as different as we think we are. Um, we are all very, very much alike under the same circumstances. So great stories, great, great stories. When you have something to say, you're a lucky person. That's true. Something to say, you know, race relations, West Side Story, That's right. you know, strong females in Chicago, you know, revenge right. against abusive husbands and stuff. And then LGBTQ kids of the spider woman. I mean, you've pushed us forward so much in so many different social arenas. So I just want to well, say. Well, I that. was lucky. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky to be there. And I was lucky to be ready. That's what I tell the kids today. Just be ready. You never know what's going to come your way. And you, you, you should be ready for it. No matter what it is, you should be ready for it. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be ready for it. Well, you real quick, memories of getting that Tony Lifetime Achievement Award. You know, we've talked about all of your how you've moved society and theater forward, but what many memories of that night? Are you able to do, is it like a sense of validation or, or are you not really into awards? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you just feel lucky. You feel lucky. You feel honored. You feel humbled. Um, so, you know, yes, I, I have them out in the living room, you know, <laughs> um, but I, you know, it's not the first thing you see when you come in the room, in the, in the, in the house, but it, it's just a bit of a validation that you've done something in this, uh, in this life, you know, and uh, you've done something right. And if you work hard, then you'll, you, you might get, if you're lucky, you might get paid, repaid for it. And I think that I have been repaid a thousand times over. So I'm humbled by all. You really have. And we, we're lucky for it. And uh, I know, well, you mentioned Dick Van Dyke's Kennedy Center honor, but you received one in 2002. I believe you, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you were the first Latina to ever receive the Kennedy Center honor. Um, yeah, yeah. How big of an honor is that? Um, not only, in, you know, for, for that, you know, diversity, but also. Well, you, can't, you know what? You can't believe it. That's what. <laughs> You just, you can't, you go, okay, oh, oh all right, uh, I'll accept uh, I, whatever you say. <laughs> if that's true, then I'll take it. <laughs> well, remind us that you have, you went in with a huge class. Uh, do you remind us who was sitting there in the balcony with you? It's unbelievable. <clears throat> Paul Simon, Elizabeth Taylor, James Earl Jones, um, myself. And James Levine, and, and there I am sitting next to them, not believing it, but believing it, having to believe it. So <laughs> you just you take it and run before they change their minds. Absolutely. Well, and I guess one final one, too, that you took it and run. You got the doesn't get bigger than this at the White House. Barack Obama, 2009 Presidential Medal of Freedom. What's it like yeah. standing there? First black president putting that medal around yeah it's 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 uh you can't believe it you want to pinch yourself all the time and 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 when these great people are uh proved to be human just simple but they're not simple um people that you uh can talk to 
that you feel you have something in common with. Uh, it's extraordinary. And so you, those are the pictures you have out in the living room. You know, um, um, when I met the two of them, um, the Obamas, boy, I really thought I, I that and, the, and, and Pope John the 23rd, um, when, I, when I met the Pope also, um, it's extremely humbling. It's extremely humbling. And you just, you take it and you say, thank you. And, um, and you feel better about yourself, you know, until the next day. <laughs> and then you hit start from scratch again. Yeah, well, it doesn't get much bigger than the Pope and the president. So <laughs> you've done it all. Well, you know, when when all when when your life story is, is written someday, you know, I mean, we it's going to include, you know, all these big names, presidents, <laughs> popes, Fosse. But what what do you hope people remember, uh, you know, of you as, as a person or as a, as a creator? You know, what would you want sort of your legacy to be? I, I hope that uh, that I have stimulated um other people to do the best they can just to 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 not be afraid to um um uh to um a, a, appreciate themselves um and do the very very best they can um and be happy with it um and and to enjoy their lives um, you know, not, not, not be afraid all the time, you know, because it's a hard world out there and, um, you just uh, be happy with who you are and go on from there. That's all. That is such great advice. Well, we really, really appreciate you joining us. Um, everyone check out Cheetah Rivera hosting the New Year's Eve special on PBS. It's called United in Song, celebrating the resilience of America. Theater and Broadway has had to be very resilient. It's been a tough, tough yeah. few years. Well, but, the world is in in a, a you know in a strange place right now, and we have to uh, really be aware of each other and um, and and be aware, of, uh, learn more about ourselves. You know, so um, we have to pray things get better soon i join you in that in that prayer we all do so okay all right well thank you so much for calling and um i hope you enjoy the show thank you very much cheetah rivera thank you all right thank you bye-bye Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.